Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all of the ways we trip, stumble, and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. I want to insert this disclaimer that while I am a licensed mental health therapist, this is not therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is, however, something that you can listen to to give you some insight, give you some ideas, some things to think about, and work with the therapist in your local area if you need one. Stay tuned for today's episode. March is Women's History Month, and so I wanted to do an episode just related and and dedicated to Women's History Month, the good, the bad, the ugly. So when we think about Women's History Month, and I looked it up online, it seems to be tied to emotional stress and labor, physical stress and labor, and just things that women have had to overcome in order to be where we are today. So when you think about women's history, you know, some of those top names immediately come up, like Ida B. Wells and and thing, women like that, Sojourner Truth and Rosa Parks, you know, women like that who have had um, major moments in history where they, you know, their behavior caused significant change. But I want to think about some of these everyday movements that we as women do or everyday things that we do. And also kind of like, where does it end up leaving us sometimes, right? Like what ends up happening after we've done these things? And do we feel accomplished? Do we feel supported? And all of that. And even want to really talk a little bit about this idea of the superwoman. And I know in the last couple of years, there's been a huge movement to help women take that cape off and help women find balance because through history, we have seen that women who have given their all to society, their all to their families, their all to some type of movement, end up either dying early or having lots of health complications. They end up being estranged or just emotionally depleted and and sometimes physically depleted as well. And so this shift that we've all been making around taking the cape off and finding balance and being the mom or the woman that you want to be and that you need to be, but not overextending. And I think I've talked in a few podcasts before about, you know, even the women in my life and how I noticed and, and it was we were talked to, talk to about making sure that if you are the mom or the wife that you're getting up first, you're making sure everybody has what they need. You're going to, you know, typically going to bed last. You're doing all these things to make sure that your family and your household is running. And typically it's at the expense of your own mental and emotional and physical well-being. And so while we are all on this movement to make some change, to find some balance, I think it is important for us to kind of reflect on the women before us and how because of their actions and because of their sacrifices, where we are today, what we are afforded, what we're able to do in all areas of our lives, right? I can remember in elementary school hearing people make, you know, comments or hearing teachers and other adults talking about the difference between a woman who went to work outside of her home versus a woman who stayed home. And even as I became a mother, I remember distinctly when I was having my last child that it was a shock to people that I was planning to return to work. It was almost expected that because I was having another child and the daycare prices were high or, you know, what the budget would have you, that I was just going to kind of forfeit my career, forfeit my work and stay at home. Now, for the women who choose to do that, hats off to you, because I have also done that in some situations and in the past. And it was, you know, beautiful and rewarding to be able to be home and be there for my family and, and do those things. And I found a lot of joy in that. But I also realized that I found joy in being outside of the home. I found joy in having my own career and having things outside of my kids that, you know, really drove me and made me feel good. 
But when I think about some of these women in history, I think back to the times and stories I've heard of women who went outside of the home to work and how they were shunned and how they were looked at as bad mothers because they left the home and they went to work or because they you know, wanted to have a career that was equal to their husbands. I can remember seeing movies and TV shows, all the life where that was kind of a no-go. But I know that things are also different for people of color and different socioeconomic statuses. In some cultures, it is important for the mom to stay home the first few years because those are the formative years for your children and, and it really just helps to kind of sets them on a good path. But for some women, they, they don't have that luxury. So, you know, thinking about where you fall, thinking about where you are, it's kind of important to think about where you've been and think about how you made the decision to be where you are or get where you are and what women in history kind of helped you decide to do that or helped you go there and decide that's what you wanted to do. I have been one of those people that has always looked for good examples and bad examples as a way to kind of help me shape, you know, my beliefs, my thoughts, my behaviors, and kind of things that I want to see in my life. So some of the people that have been instrumental on a kind of national or um, spotlight type level that everyone know, knows about are people like Maya Angelou, people like Mamie Till Mobley, um, Aretha Franklin, for different reasons. So with Aretha Franklin, I really enjoyed learning, reading, and listening to old interviews where she talked about how she demanded the, the, the payments that she wanted and how she would take the payments right there on spot in cash and would keep it next to her and not trust other people to manage her money. Now, while that did end up having some you know, implications later in life, I enjoyed and really liked and took stock in the fact that she took charge of making sure that she got what she was, was deserved to be paid and she knew to keep it close to herself and not trust other people. Because how many times have we seen celebrities in recent years who have, you know, ended up in tax issues and, you know, legal issues because they trust their accountants or they trusted their bookkeepers to do things for them that were not getting done. Now, I definitely agree with if you have a business um, or if you, you know, have that type of financial income that you do have a team of people helping you work and manage it. But I did enjoy the fact that with Aretha Franklin, she made sure that she was at that table as well and that she was in the know about what was going on so that she didn't necessarily get, you know, taken advantage of or, you know, other things. And then when it comes to Mamie Till Mobley, that's Emmett Till's mom. And I really saw her strength when I was reading and looking at old footage of what happened to her son. It was amazing to see that through all of this, she knew the importance of making sure that the world saw it. Because when we think about racism, and even in today's times, it's almost impossible to prove that somebody was being racist towards you or that a situation was racist because other people get to dispute it. Other people get to tell you that it's probably something else. But with her, she knew her son was a victim of, of just straight racism. And then we did later learn that the woman made up the story, or let's just be honest, she lied. Um, and this young boy lost his life. But the strength that his mother had and being able to make sure the casket was open, being able to make sure that her son's name never left the, the minds and hearts of people in an, in an attempt and a hope to have change. And I am definitely a person that seeks to have change and seeks to make change. Not that I want to be some type of martyr or you know something like that, but I enjoy being able to be a part of things where things are changing, 
getting better and improving. And knowing that it could be really hard, it could be the worst moments of your life, but still being able to find the strength to push forward and find the strength to go on and do what is kind of needed for myself and for the people around me. Because when I think about, you know, being a woman and being a mom, being a wife, I really think about not just how something will impact me, but how is it going to impact my children? How is it going to impact my husband? How is it going to impact us as a family? How is it going to leave a mark on other people who may be, you know, watching me for whatever reason? Because we do watch each other. We support each other. We look after each other. You know, we do look at other people to be kind of a measure sometimes, not all the time, like, right, we're not into comparisons, but we are into looking at what is this person doing and, and are they doing something that's in the, the same line or the same field that I want to be in and being able to do that and have examples to look up to or look at, not necessarily look up to, but look at to see, am I am I doing this? Or be able to ask questions of people who've come before you. Maya Angelou has always been one of my favorite women in history or women in the world because I really enjoyed that she was able to take pain, take suffering, take good, the bad, everything in between and write it so eloquently and speak so eloquently that everyone stopped and listened. Because let's be honest, all of us are guilty of hearing a message from a person and if we have our own personal beliefs about that person or old experiences what we tend to dismiss what they're saying and negate what they're saying and not hear them because we don't like the messenger so i love the fact that she was able to use words and language in a way that everyone stopped and listened whether they agreed with what she was saying or not they still stopped they still listened and she was able to impact change on such a large level for all women across the world so those are kind of some of my, you know, celebrity style uh, women that I have looked up to just for different reasons. And it really have shaped on how I kind of try to move and how I try to make decisions and do things in my life. Because I do want to make sure that I am that I have the strength of Mamie Till Mobley, that I have the ability to make sure and demand my just do like Aretha Franklin and be able to write and speak eloquently like Maya Angelou. Those are things that are very important to me and have definitely shaped how I have, you know, put forth effort and moved throughout my life. When I think about other characteristics that I've looked for in women in history or women around me or in my life that I have tried to pull from and learn from, again, good and bad, have been women who have displayed strength. They've displayed character. They've displayed empathy. Empathy is extremely important to me, not sympathy, because I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me and I don't want to feel sorry for anyone else. But I do want that empathy, meaning that I have an understanding of their experience. I may not have lived the exact experience, but I'm able to have an understanding and stand next to someone who is going through something or, you know, again, good or bad, happy or sad moments. I'm able to kind of have an understanding. And then resilience. There are a lot of posts and a lot of memes right now that say, you know, things like, I hope I never have to be resilient again. And while I do kind of agree with those, because there is this thing again, like I speak, spoke about earlier, with this superwoman kind of cave and complex where we are forced to be resilient, right? We are forced to take on as much, if you know, as possible, take on more than we need to. And it's all by force. But in reality, resilience is about being able to handle, withstand, and continue to go. And so I like to have resiliency and be resilient when it's appropriate, when it's healthy, when it's balanced, when it's by choice. I do agree that I never, I hope I never have to be resilient because there's been something thrown at me that I, you know, didn't need to be handled in the first place. But I do like the fact to know that in my day-to-day -day walk, I can be resilient. 
I can stand up. I can stand firm. I can do what I need to do d d despite it might be tough, despite it might be lonely. I can still do that in the temporary time that I need to do it. Because again, sometimes resilience needs to be temporary. Other times it might be something that has to be long-term, right? But we really want it to be something that's kind of temporary. So those are things that I look for in terms of the good. At the same time, I do have some examples of women that I have seen throughout my life and throughout history that have done things that I definitely have used as an example of what not to do. Now, I'm not going to mention those names because that, you know, I'm not trying to be messy, first of all, and also that what would that really do to, to say their names. But I will tell you that some of the characteristics about these women are women who have continued to kind of be messy, who have continued to ruin the names of other people, to attempt to slander people, to attempt to manipulate situations to get their way. Women who use tears to get their way. It, crying is normal. Crying is natural. But if you use your tears as a way to get what you want in a way to potentially harm other people, those are women that I definitely don't want to be like, right? Also, women who think that they have to be extremely hardcore and, and strong all the time and never have, you know, take moments to be soft, take moments to be light, take moments to have peace. I don't want to do that either. I don't like that either because what I've seen in those women is that they do tend to be sick a lot. They tend to have a lot of physical ailments. There's a lot of emotional ailments and they just tend to kind of lose their steam by the time they hit their 60s. And I want to be a woman that is able to last as long as I want to last and as long as I need to last, but really as long as I want to last. And so then I also look at women who find themselves deciding that they don't want to bring any value to the world. They just want to be women who are what I call takers. And there are women out there that do that. That is their MO. That's their thing. They want to just take and receive and never really give. Recently, there was a show that was released on Netflix about a woman named Anna Delvey. And a lot of people have watched it. I watched it as well. And while I don't agree with what she did, um, and how she went about, you know, kind of taking everything and taking stuff from people that she didn't have. I did enjoy or find some enjoyment, let me say it that way, with seeing that she, regardless to what people told her, she still stayed true to what she thought was her mission. Again, I do not agree with lying and stealing and cheating people out of their money, but the fact that she was able to continue to stand firm on who she thought she was, I, I found, res I respect that. Again, I do not agree with what she did. I I wouldn't, that's not something I would do or take anything from, but I do look at the fact that in her, in her role or in her character, in her life, she really believed those things and she stayed firm and she stayed true to it. She didn't change based on who she's around. She stayed true to this idea that she was who she thought she was. Again, I do not agree with what she did, but I do respect women who are able to remain themselves regardless of the situation. Because let's face it, many women are known for kind of turning, what they do, turn coats or changing who they are based on who's around or based on the company that they're keeping. And really changing their personalities, changing their bodies, changing their hair, changing everything about them just to fit in. So I respect any woman that is able to kind of hold firm and stand firm in who she is when it's legal, when it's ethical, when it's appropriate. So definitely taking those characteristics and doing something positive and good and not what she did. But being able to look at that, because that's important to think about those types of women. So what about you? What are the women that you find that you have looked up to, the good and the bad? 
that you have decided that, you know, these are women that you want to mimic in a way, maybe take some of their characteristics, maybe take some of their, you know, what you see as their drive and do that for them. What about women that you don't want to be like, right? Like the women that, for me, it will be the women who never change, the women who take whatever people give them and never actually try to find out what they want for themselves or what they like for themselves. And they just kind of go with the flow and, and again, take what's given and never really challenge it and never really progress to find their own voice. Those are women that while I respect them because that's their decision, it's something that I definitely wouldn't want for myself. And I wouldn't want for, you know, women in my family that I have, you know, any type of influence over. I truly like women who are go-getters. I like women who, you know, do what they say they're going to do, make the things happen that they want to make happen. But overall, I will always let people and agree that people can be who they are and do what they want to do and do what they think is best for them. As long as it's not harming others and it's not causing lots of friction, do what you want, do what you, who you are, and be like some of these women in history who were kick ass and did what they needed to do and accomplished things that made life easier for some of us today. There are a lot of examples in history of women who did all types of things, endured all types of things, just so that we can be free as women now to reach new heights, to work in fields that predominantly were for men, to do things that initially were, we were told was just for boys and just for men. So I challenge you to kind of think about the people who helped shape you. Who are your history figures that you really look up to in this Women's History Month? Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. Please hit the subscribe button and also leave a rating and a comment if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to stay connected with me, please follow me on social media at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram and LinkedIn and Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook. You should also head over to my website and subscribe to the mail list so that you can stay fully connected and be first to know when something new is coming out. And that's BrittanyAJohnson.com. Until next time.